0: This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions.
1: You're listening to All Things Azroth episode 233, Shade the Uber Exalted. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. All Things Azeroth is also sponsored by Doghouse Systems. Visit them at doghousesystems.com and get a free $25 Jinx gift code when you use the code BACON. That's doghousesystems.com. Upgrade your gear today.
2: You're listening to All Things Azeroth,
1: your World of Warcraft podcast,
2: with your hosts Medros and Shade.
1: And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me, I have Shade. How you doing there, Shade?
3: I'm doing pretty good
1: this week, actually. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good this week. It's always good when you're good. Because that means it's a good time. <laughs> yes, that's too many goods. So, uh, how has your week been? It's been...
3: Interesting. Very interesting. I got a lot of writing done, which is always good. Uh, we killed Nefarian. My guild killed Nefarian on 25 men, which was fun. That fight is really neat. Um, it's got some interesting mechanics in there. There's sort of some kind of throwbacks to the original Nefarian and Anyxia fight, but there's nothing, like, really obvious. I-, I really like Blackwing Descent because it's such a reference to Blackwing Lair. And I loved Blackwing Lair, like, back in the day. Anyway, so we called Nefarian, and we decided to start work on Alakir 25. And that fight is... I don't even know how to go into that fight. It's... its from a mechanic standpoint, it's sort of like Saratharion in some aspects, and then it's sort of like Malagos in some aspects. But it's like they took the good aspects from both of those fights... And, and kind of incorporated them And put this whole wind theme And then on top of that, the music The music for the zone is like this really cool Flurry of of violins and cello And there's just this little theme That plays over and over again I really love the music in there I really do Awesome Yeah, and then, um, let's see I've uh, Been doing the love is in the air stuff Gotten absolutely nothing of any consequence so far Except for a lot of valor points That I don't need What else? Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) So, uh, I can turn into a dragon now. (laughs) Yes, I
1: saw that on Twitter. I I was wondering if you were going to bring that up now, uh, or or wait until I was uh, too curious not to ask. So, first off, uh, you did not like my suggestion of roleplay potential of The Vile of the Sands. Do you think that others will think of that? That others will roleplay that? Of
0: course,
3: they already have. They already have, they probably already are. People have been roleplaying dragons, like roleplaying as dragons, since like the beginning of the game. But now they can actually
1: be dragons.
3: Woo, I'm a dragon in secret! Only now they can actually transform into a dragon and look, go all woo, look, I'm a dragon! Except like. Really, if, if that's the entire be-all and end-all basis behind your character, that's a terrible character. <laughs> but that's personal opinion, of course. I mean, you know, people can roleplay what they want. I'm just not really probably going to roleplay with them if they pull the whole, Woo, I'm a mystical dragon card, you know, because I
1: think it's really weird. I definitely understand that point
3: but it was cool it was kind of a halfsies gift from a guildmate. mate they put together the true gold and the flasks and everything and then I bought the actual material the uh, stuff that you have to buy and then they put it together for me and then I flew around and I was a dragon and it was really cool and I'm never using another mount again unless I get a dark phoenix in which case I might use that
1: <laughs> I really want one I've got my uh, I'm working my druid right now getting his archaeology up to the point where he can actually have a hope of getting the recipe yeah, the recipe, because you have to get it from the Canopic Jar, which only is a Tolvier. And yeah. even though they did add more Tolvier in the patch, but I think it's still going to be very difficult to get the Tolvier, because...
3: It's actually gotten a little better, because I, I did do some archaeology over the weekend, since I had a little bit of free time here and there, and I kind of wanted to test out what the spawn percentage rates of the various zones were, just to see if they'd at all. Tolvier is popping up a lot more than it used to, so I'm happy about that
1: yeah i'm 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 looking forward to it. I don't know how frequent the canopic jar is out of all of the troll artifacts. Needless to say, I'm fairly certain uh, that I will solve a lot of uh night elf and possibly so- several troll uh discoveries or yeah night elfs definitely that's what that continent is yeah primarily night elf
3: ninety nine percent of what you find out there is either night elf. um mostly I find night elf and fossil. Mostly Night Elf, though. The majority of it is Night Elf. And then Tol'vir. I've had a lot of Tol'vir pop up. You have to be the right archaeology level for it to pop up, but once it does, you you get it a little more often now. I was really surprised by that. Um, As for the Canopic Jar, I don't really know how rare it is. I got it. That was my first spawn in Tol'vir, was the Canopic Jar. Of course, I don't play an alchemist, so it didn't have a recipe or anything in it. It just had a squiggly green thing, mummified organ that was Mm. you but you know
1: well i'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to do i've got my like i said i've got my 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 druid currently up to 410 um i believe at 450 is when i will start getting to get the tolvir ones i believe and at that point i will change from eastern kingdoms uh which i'm more familiar with and and actually enjoy playing in more uh, and move over to the uh the kalimdor continent for my uh, my, the rest of my archaeology until I get the Canopic Jar that will give me the, the recipe. Uh, one of our guildies in the Heroes of Lordron actually mentioned uh, they have been also been trying to get that, and they have uh, been 0 for 2 so far. So
3: I've pretty much been focusing on Kalimdor just because I really, 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 really want the bug mount. I think it's cool. I think it'd be cool to ride around on some place that isn't on I've loved them ever since AQ40 came out. I thought they were awesome. we
1: have well, we always said you want you wanted to take your uh, AQ mount out of AQ.
3: Yeah, yeah, and this is a way to do that. So I'm I, I'm farming and farming and farming and farming for that. I got I got the ring of the boy emperor, which is like a caster ring. What really stinks about that ring is if it had agility instead of intellect on it, I would be using that ring right now. Because the other stats on it are great.
1: (laughs) Definitely sounds good. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed leveling my my ecology. I'm actually probably going to spend a bit of time uh, tomorrow or Wednesday on Medroses because uh, he has currently the next two solves, the next solve for uh, Dwarf and I believe it's Night Elf or Troll is, um, the, well, one of those word about Zoe or Zoe, whatever it is, which <gasps> oh, is of course the, the, the big, big ticket one. Uh, yeah. And the other one's like a hundred gold one. So
3: yeah, I made like, I made like 400 gold doing archeology span for a couple of hours. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> well, uh, on, on Arida, my Druid, I've gotten, uh, about four fifty gold ones couple of 25 gold, a couple of, well, probably 4 or 5, 10 gold, and a lot of 1 and 5. But, I mean, he was only just under 300 when the patch hit. So mm-hmm. there was there was a, a long way to go between where I am now and where I was And He also got the Clockwork uh, Gnome pet. He got the rapture pet. Uh, he got the, uh, the one that does the sword dance rare for dwarf.
0: Oh, I haven't
3: gotten that one yet. I want that one, but I haven't gotten it yet. There's a few rares that I am still missing. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm a professor yeah.
1: yet. Uh, Jars asks, uh, did you go to Outlands for Durena and Orc sites? Not really. Uh, you can still get, I mean, you still level up just as easily from, from uh, you know, old, you know, vanilla level type stuff. So I don't really see a need to go to the uh, to the Outlands to get those, those sites. Um, I think they're just a distraction.
3: Yeah, I've gone out there because I want the rares. That's the only reason why I've gone out there. <laughs> but I haven't gotten... I've only gotten one rare so far. I think I got one of the Draenei rares. I don't remember which one. It wasn't the one that's the random Hearthstone. I want the random Hearthstone rare. Yeah. Where, it, where it randomly teleports you to some location, but you don't know what it is.
1: Because I think that would be a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also... uh kind of been working on things. Uh, my Druid did, up to, did get up to 85 wasn't very cool. far to go. Um, I just went to Deep Home and just, you know, hammered out a few quests there. Uh, got up to 85. Correct. And uh, still have lots to do there. Still have all of, all of them and all Twilight Highlands ahead of me. Um, but it, it, it's... Now that I'm 85, I'm going to just kind of slowly level that character through those zones. Unfortunately, my hunter... Okay... Maybe it's just me, but it feels like leatherworking does not have a lot of balanced druid type gear for the characters. I mean
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know as it does really. Um I dropped leatherworking to pick up mining so I could level my engineering faster. I have yet to drop mining and pick up a secondary, you know, profession with that. I I keep thinking about it and then I never get around to doing it. Um I, I I can't decide whether I want to go with jewel crafting or alchemy, it's like it's going to be one or the other. I, I don't know which one. Um, I think I may just go with jewel crafting because we have so many alchemists in the guild right now.
1: I'm thinking I'm probably gonna probably gonna look into buying gear for my druid because I do want to get some decent 85 gear. And I I mean, I want to skip. I'm I'm a completionist. I want to finish all of Deepholm, and then I want to finish all of Aldum, even though it's somewhat annoying. And I do want to finish all of Twilight Highlands.
3: Yeah, the last that last quest that you get in Deepholm has some really good quest rewards, and I think there may be something for a balanced druid kicking around in there. I'm not sure. Also, hello, it's Valentine's Day. Indeed. Speaking of stuff outside of Azeroth anyway, have you had a good Valentine's Day?
1: So so my my fiance uh, was sick today from work so she uh, she's been she's been laying on the couch and watching TV and trying to get better and uh, we're gonna be doing Valentine's dinner on Wednesday because she's got a meeting tomorrow and of course the show tonight. so
3: Well, hey, you know, as long as you're doing something at some point that's nice. I'm sorry she's sick though. I hope she feels better.
1: She is feeling a bit better. I'm I'm glad that she did take the time off work because we had a very busy weekend. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of our audience is not going to know what this is, but we, we had a social this weekend. It's a uh, for, to to uh, sort of a celebration of her brother's engagement in petting wedding kind of thing. It's it's a Manitoba thing.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
1: It, it's cool. Part fundraiser for the wedding, part celebrating for people who aren't going to be at the wedding and. Uh, it's very difficult to explain uh, what a socialist is to somebody who's not from Manitoba.
3: You went to a party.
1: A very big party. It was about uh, 350 people or so. There's silent auction, and there's lots and lots of booze and loud music. It was fun.
3: I- I'd say just leave it as, you went to a party, and the party was cool. Yeah, I saw you posting on Twitter. I was like, wow, that sounds like a good time, whatever you're doing there.
1: Yeah, they had some good music. I, I really enjoyed... Uh, I really enjoyed their selection of music. They, they, there was one song they played twice, though. It was uh, "Old Time Rock and Roll" by uh, Bob Seger. Okay. They played that twice. Weird. They don't. They don't usually play songs twice, but.
3: <laughs> Maybe somebody liked it the first time and requested it.
1: Perhaps, requested an perhaps. encore
3: presentation of that particular track. I don't know.
1: Anyway. And I got a few good pictures, so I was happy. Um, we do have some news to talk about, though. First, though, uh, let's talk about our first sponsor of the night. Now, anybody who has followed me on Twitter or goes to the show website every so often. We'll probably know about this sponsor already, uh but we are very happy to welcome the great audible.com to our uh to our show as a sponsor. They make, well, they provide a lot of different audiobooks. For you the listeners of All Things Azeroth, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a for- free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out the service. Now, they only have one Warcraft book, but they have lots of fantasy and sci-fi books. We definitely want you to check them out, and uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a sample of the one uh, that I'm seriously considering getting as my uh, free trial book. Because, I I mean, I'll be signing up for the service beyond the free trial, but uh, this book is is the one Warcraft book they have, uh, that is Stormrage, written by, of course, Richard Knack. And uh, it's a really good book. The narrator, I think, is really awesome. So I'm just going to play a little bit of that here.
0: A striking outfit that marked him not only as a druid, one of the revered keepers of nature, but clearly one of high standing, perhaps even an arch druid. The night elf had a broader, more mature visage that gave him more individuality. He also wore a thick green beard. His glowing golden eyes, almost as arresting as his antlers, were plainly visible even from far away the coming of the night elf caught Thora's breath. Unarmed, he leaned close to the male orc to whisper something, and his very presence seemed to assure the battling champion. Already the victor over many demons by himself, the older orc looked confident that he and the night elf would surely be able to stand against the bloodthirsty throng still converging on the spot. Behind the orc, the night elf's hands suddenly filled with a long wooden staff, he raised the staff high, and as he did, the closest end suddenly sharpened to a wicked point. In front of him, the orc slashed at him.
1: As As those who've read the book already will know, that's from uh, Thura's dream in, in Rage the, At the very beginning, yeah, it, very I, beginning I think of the book. I think it's a really good narration of the book. What do you think, Shade?
3: I like the narration. I like the book. I think that the book is a really good book. Um, The thing that I like about audiobooks over regular ones, I mean, don't get me wrong, I am a book collector. I have a gigantic library of paper books, but I love the audiobooks because I can play them in the car. Like when I'm driving or making a long drive somewhere, you know, just traveling in general, I can pop that in, listen to it for a little bit. And, you know, there are a lot of people that get their reading done that way instead of, you know, picking up the paper book and sitting down and actually reading through it. But um, as for Stormrage, this this is the book that covers the Nightmare War. If you wanted to know what happened with the Green Dragonflight, this is the book you want to go get. Some people had problems with it. I had a few little quibble issues with it, including Fandral, because I think he got a poor treatment in the book, but that really doesn't have much to do with the book itself or how it's written. I think the book is written very well and I liked the story that was presented in the book. It's just that I wish that the creative development department had taken a different direction with Fandral, if that makes sense. It does. But yeah, Audible, definitely pick up Audible. Try the free trial. Try try you, I mean, you get a free audiobook. That that is not like any minor thing. That's actually a pretty cool thing, that you do get a free audiobook out of it. And, heck, you know, there's only one Warcraft book out there, which is kind of unfortunate. I don't think that they really have that many audio books of the Warcraft novels out right now. I wish that they'd release more of them, but they do have, Audible has a ton of sci-fi and fantasy and everything else, and probably over the next couple of weeks here, you'll be hearing my recommendations on that matter, because I like I said, I collect books. I have a lot of authors that I read religiously, so yay! Shades Book Corner.
1: We, re- <laughs> you know, we're recommending Stormrage. It's the the Warcraft book they have there. Hopefully, they'll get more Warcraft books as they go on. I'd love to see or hear a a, a narration of Shattering, um, or you know, almost any of the you know. Oh God, I'd love it if they'd come out with an audio version of the Shattering. That would be. Here's what brilliant. I would love to have. <laughs> Chris Metz narrating of Blood and Honor. I would, l- I, I would love that. His <gasps> book, uh, he's yeah. the one I would want to hear uh, hear narrating that. That would be so, so awesome.
3: Yeah. Well, and he has such, such an evocative voice anyway. Hearing him do an audiobook and do all the voices would be really cool. I'd love to hear him do uh, Lord of the Glands just because, you know, yeah. he does Thrall. So <laughs> it'd be cool to hear a Thrall talking. Rise of the Horde, that's another one I'd like to hear him do, because the whole point of Rise of the Horde, it's actually Thrall narrating the story.
1: Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Def- definitely. <laughs> It'd be a perfect book for, for Chris Metzen to narrate, or pretty much any Warcraft book. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, maybe not the uh, uh, Cycle of Hatred, because that's mostly Jaina, not really a lot of Thrall in that book, but I, there's a lot of books that I'd love to see, that, that are in the Warcraft universe that I'd love to see, hear Chris Metzen narrate. Uh, So hopefully we'll see some more of those up there, but you don't need to go with just our selection. There's a lot of different books you can get. They have over 85,000 different books on Audible. Um, We definitely want you to check them out. If you go to audibletrial.com slash bacon, yes, bacon, that's, again, audibletrial.com slash bacon, <laughs> or you can check the show note in our link, the link in our show notes at uh, com, and you can go there, get a free trial, 14 days you get the, the free audiobook, and you get to keep it even if you don't keep on with the service, but it's it's really reasonable. It's only $15 a month, you get one book a month. Uh, there's also plans where you can get more than one book a month. I know Haster is a really big fan of uh, the Audible uh, service, and I think I'm going to be as well, so Definitely want you to check them out. Yeah. That's again, audibletrial.com slash bacon, or check out any of uh, of the show notes. There's a link there uh, to the site.
3: It's like Netflix for books. That's why I like it.
1: (laughs) Indeed. And as you know, all things Azeroth, we're all about the books. We love the books. We love a lot of books. Shade has...
3: I'm not just about the Warcraft lore, guys. I read, like everything
1: if shade was to get all of the books she owns in audiobook format it would probably take a terabyte hard drive
3: you'd never hear from me again you'd never hear i just lock myself in a room listening to things
1: yes that's the only problem with audiobooks i mean they're fairly long i mean they're you know 20 40 hours long you know you're not gonna get a lot of podcasts to to. but keep listening to our podcast because we love that when you listen to our podcast
3: that's, uh, that's actually why I like listening to them when I'm driving. Because, you know, I can, like, listen to a chapter at a time or whatever. I don't have to sit down and listen to the whole thing at once. It makes perfect road trip
1: material. For sure. Um, you know, and I've just I've been listening to some sample chapters. They have lots of free sample chapters. So if you if a, a book or a premise of a book sounds interesting, you can listen to the sample chapter. the first chapter of the book. And see if you want to continue. Um, I can tell you right now there's at least five or six books that are on my list of I want that when I'm done with the current one. But definitely check that out. We definitely recommend Audible. And that's again, audibletrial.com slash bacon. Oh, my God. This is delicious coffee. I'm sorry. I just had to interject. That's your that's your Valentine's gift coffee.
3: Yeah, I got a case, a case of flavored coffee. There is so much coffee. I don't have to buy coffee for like months now. I am covered. And I'm drinking buttered rum right now, and it's really, really good. I love coffee. Anyway. And now the news. From around the world of Warcraft.
1: All right. Well, first off, let's talk about the first topic on our list here. The first posting, Mike Morheim at the DICE 2011 Summit, or 2011 Summit, Talked a bit in his keynote about Titan.
3: They don't. They don't really want to talk too much about Titan. But basically, the direction that they're going with Titan is they're taking all of the really good lessons that they learned from World of Warcraft and applying it to this new MMO that they're working on. Provided they keep that in mind as they're developing it, I think they should have a really strong product. Um, they're also what kind of surprise? Well, it didn't surprise me. I'm just wondering how it's going to affect sales, is that they're going to have Titan and World of Warcraft running at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be very interesting. Two, di- two different Because games. WoW yeah. is the behemoth in, in the market. Absolutely. Do you think that they can get, I mean, we of course don't know the premise, we don't know the story, we don't know what kind of audience it's going to have, but a lot of players play Warcraft, like World of Warcraft because they love Blizzard's games. Do you think people are going to play for two pay for two different MMOs? And do you think that Titan will steal players away from WoW?
3: I don't know if it'll steal players away from WoW because I mean, you look at you look at they came out with StarCraft two, and there are a lot of cross players between StarCraft and World of Warcraft.
1: Okay, but StarCraft two doesn't have the the pay per month.
3: No, it's not the pay per month thing, but you know, you can play against other players and things like that. A lot of what I saw when StarCraft two came out was a lot of my friends now have real ID friends with people in guild and when we're done with all of our rating on WoW they go play each other in StarCraft. <laughs> Which is kinda of fun. So Honestly, I think it really depends on the story that they come up with behind it and the mechanics with whatever they're doing there. It has to be something really evocative. Warcraft has been around for, well, they just had, uh, Blizzard just had, what, their 20-year anniversary, yes?
1: Yeah, um, uh, I believe their 20th anniversary was a couple of days ago, actually.
3: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. 20 years of Blizzard, and Blizzard has been pumping out quality products. The storyline behind Warcraft is obviously huge, epic, people love it. The storyline between Starcraft is also another one of those things that people really clung to and love. Everybody loves the story behind Diablo. So the question is, can they come up with a fourth brand new story that people are going to latch on to? Given their track record, I'd say yes. I, I can't wait to see what they come up with. I, I can't wait to see what it's about, what it's, what's behind it. You know, it's supposedly going to be something that's very different from anything that they've done before. So, should be entertaining. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see what Titan is. I want to know its premise. I, I, I want to know so much about this, and we're not. We might know this year at BlizzCon.
3: I'm gonna say that if they don't start talking about it at BlizzCon this year, people are gonna be kind of cranky.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's slated for a 2013 or 2013 release, mm-hmm. so technically they wouldn't have to announce anything until 2012. But 2012 is really late if they still need to do Just a full beta, give us and a hint. recruit for give that, us and all hint. that. I, I, I would think we'll say see by hints. I would say by BlizzCon this year we will. If not by, by at BlizzCon, we will, if we do not see it, an actual this is what this game is. Sign up for the beta. We will at least have a beta sign up. You know, if you want maybe to beta test be this, in go into your... bags maybe maybe
3: because like the freebie bags, the freebie bags in um, BlizzCon this year, they didn't have a beta key for anything. Yeah, and I think that's the first BlizzCon that they haven't had a beta key for something. You know, so maybe we'll see something this year. It'd be cool.
1: Well, I'm I'm very excited about Titan. It it has so much potential. Um, And another another story out of the Dice Summit uh, was actually another one I want to talk about. It actually came up today, and Mm -hmm. that is that the head of BioWare basically said that any game that doesn't uh, strongly, you you know, connect and, and use the what players have come to expect of an MMO. Um, is pretty much not gonna get anywhere they're not going anywhere
3: well here's the thing the reason world of Warcraft works is it has that thing that attracts everybody and if you if you come out with an mmo that you know, has no resemblance to World of Warcraft whatsoever and doesn't follow any of the rules that World of Warcraft or Blizzard follows as far as game development goes, you're completely nuts. Why would you break the mold of something that already works? So a lot of these, you know, specifically BioWare, when they were talking about Star Wars, the Old Republic, and I find this really interesting, you know, of course they look at Blizzard, of course they look at what Blizzard has done, of course they look at, you know what has been successful in World of Warcraft, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what people are asking for. And of course they're going to take that and kind of incorporate that into their own design. They don't want a failure. None of these companies want a failure. But, uh, you know, so far we have yet to see anything that even remotely comes close to the numbers that World of Warcraft has. So, yeah, I, I, I like his standpoint on that. You know, he pretty much said, he, he pretty much said that you know if you break any of the rules for MMOs that World of Warcraft has established you're you're pretty dumb yeah <laughs> you just don't want to do it you know
1: and I like that which I mean the the fact that the co-founder of Bioware is saying <laughs> that you know the polish the the rules the blizzard in in world of Warcraft has set up the, the what-your-game-must-have type things, the fact that they acknowledge those need to be there tells me that Old Republic can be a very awesome game. I mean, I know I've played Bioware games, I've played Neverwinter Nights, and I've played other games they've done. I know they make awesome games. But the fact that they are acknowledging that Blizzard and World of Warcraft are the standards of the market right now tells me that this has a really, really great potential to be an awesome game
3: yeah well and and the thing is is you know if you're coming out as an mmo designer i think you almost have to acknowledge what world of warcraft has accomplished for the market because mmos i mean yes everquest was huge but world of warcraft pretty much stomped on it and then ground it into the ground um as far as numbers go and that's when World of Warcraft came, I mean, whenever Quest came out, people started noticing the MMOs and, and you know playing them more and that kind of thing. World of Warcraft made it completely widespread; like ev- almost everybody has heard of this freaking game. They have a friend that plays, they have a relative that plays, they have a friend of a friend that plays. Almost everyone knows of the existence of this game, and it's just it's purely because of what Blizzard has done done with it. And any game company would be completely foolish not to acknowledge that
1: really <laughs> Well, definitely I mean um, you know we, we talked last week and the week before about how truly you know impressive it is that Blizzard and World of Warcraft are now their own pop culture references and they have I mean they've been for a oh, yeah. fair bit I mean we had the South Park episode we've had references here and there but they're really becoming pop culture references they've, they're, they're referenced in other games now
3: they are that influential they have been that influential on that particular genre of video gaming. And, well, they should be. I mean, 12 million subscribers, you don't get that from,
1: you know, people not liking what they're playing. Did we hear from the most recent um, earnings call for Activision whether that number actually went up um, for the Cataclysm launch?
3: I haven't kept any tabs on that, so no. I I have no idea. Um, I do know that Cataclysm was the fastest-selling expansion in like history you know blew everything else out of the water which was also to be expected but i don't know about subscription numbers i don't know if they've actually mentioned subscri- subscription mm. numbers or anything like that blizzard is kind of approaching that area where it's like you know either they're going to keep going and nothing's going to take them down or they're going to start that downward spiral and i'm really hoping they're not going to make that downward spiral because they have a lot yeah, left for to sure. offer
1: us a well, lot. I mean, Blizzard has so many plans. <laughs> they have so many ideas. They have so much more they can do with this game. And I don't want to fight Star Terras yet. I really don't. I'm happy fighting new bad guys. Not yet. Bad guys we haven't heard from in a while. You know, I Kill Jaden can be his own expansion, and then we'll have others. It, there's lots of different options we have.
3: Yeah, we fought, killed Jaden already. We fought Veramothras. We fought, you know, we fought all these other demons and things like that. But the thing that we had to keep in mind is that as we've been fighting them, we haven't really killed them. Killed them. We've just shoved them back into the Twisting Nether, so they're still there, and, and we still have m- to deal with we'll them at some point. We'll find a way to kill point. the old gods, um, There's you know? that whole so, so aspect you, so of the you're game. Suggested that. Be uh, well, <laughs> yeah. There's. I mean. There are... Okay. Number one, we have a bunch of existing elements already that we have to address. Clearly, the biggest one right now is Deathwing. Because, hello, he tore the planet apart. We should probably do something about that. I don't know. Call me silly. Number two, Argus. Argus is one of those places that we haven't actually, you know, touched on or anything. But it's the homeland of the Draenei and the Eridar. And there's that whole, you know, storyline with the Burning Legion. Number three was, like... Or four. Is that four? I don't know. I lost count. Anyway emerald dream we still have that whole thing with the emerald dream and the old gods which leads into the old gods themselves we still have that whole bit of you know how many old gods are there what are they up to that in and of itself could make another expansion we're looking at however many countless worlds we haven't seen yet presumably Alaria and turla a trip i don't even know how to pronounce his name trillium thank you you're welcome him They're out there, wandering somewhere. Um, They went through a random portal. We haven't heard from them again. I am presuming that they're somewhere. Maybe we'll see them in the future, maybe not. Um, There's still lots of story elements on Azeroth that we haven't finished dealing with. Obviously, there's that whole thing with Stromgarde and Arathi that never really got developed. Um,
1: And that's where Charlyan and Alaria and and all those other people are, right? Yeah.
3: And this, uh, yeah, Medivh's ATS is going to be there too, or something. (laughs)
1: Man, that's going to be one heck of a patch.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also the possibility that there may be continents on Azeroth that we have not discovered yet. And, and we just haven't seen them yet. There's the whole possibility of there actually being a Pandaria somewhere. Although, you know, they keep saying, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen, not going to happen. Well, it could. It could someday. Um, As Shara, we actually have to deal with Asshara. Uh And then on top of that, I mean, seriously, the amount of lore that we still have to deal with is huge. And then above and beyond that, um, I was explaining this a little bit before we started the show, there's this thing with story development where as the story develops, you introduce new characters and you introduce new villains. The Lich King, Arthas, that wasn't actually introduced in the Warcraft storyline until Warcraft 3. It wasn't part of the original storyline. It was just something that they brought in. There is no reason not to believe that they're going to keep bringing in new story elements, new villains, new everything else, new big bad guys, as we go on with our adventures in Azeroth. So the possibilities are endless, really.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, let's move a little bit along here. Mm -hmm. Are you in favor of Blizzard... Changing the requirements of, of achievements and removing titles from people and, and rewards from people? Or are you one of the people who feels that they should have kept Exalted as it was and, is, and as it has been reverted to? Or do you think that, you know, how, where do you stand on that, shade?
3: This is kind of an iffy topic for me. When I got the Exalted title, when I got my 40 reputations to get the Exalted title, way back when, I did it before they even introduced the Argent Tournament. I did it before they even introduced Ice Crown and the Ice Crown factions. I did it when I had to go grind out Goblin factions and get them to exalted by doing endless runs in Dire Maul. (laughs) So, to give you an idea of how difficult it it, on the level of difficulty between nothing and the insane, it's somewhere in the high to uh, middle to high category of difficulty. It, It took me a while to grind all that stuff out. And then they came out with the Argent Tournament. When they came out with the Argent Tournament suddenly and, and Ice Crown Citadel, you had a lot more factions to work with and it was a lot easier to get that forty and a lot more people started running around sporting the exalted title. I had no problem with that. You know, I was kinda okay with that. But at the same time I was like, well shouldn't it still retain the same difficulty? You know, but I guess, you know, we're in the same expansion. It should stay at 40 exalted reputations because that is quite a chunk. That is a giant chunk. However, when we got into Cataclysm, they introduced a whole nother set of brand new reputations and it made it that much easier to get that title. At that point, it was like anybody that started, they made it so easy to get reputation in the game that anybody could get the exalted title it wasn't really a badge of pride anymore anybody could do it i think that their choice in bumping it up to requiring 50 reputations was valid absolutely because that title should be hard to get i do not agree however with them taking the title away from everyone that had earned it previously there's something like really wrong with that and I'm glad that they reverted that portion of it. I wish that they could change the requirement to requiring 50 reputations while leaving those of us that earned it at 40 reputations with our titles. But they can't, you know, that's just a mechanics thing. They can't mm-hmm. do that. So I'm glad that they reverted it. Because I, those of us that worked very hard to get those 40 reputations deserve to keep our
1: titles. So did period. you lose yours, or did you already have the 50?
3: Uh-uh. <laughs> I already had the fifty. I, I now keep in mind, I had forty reputations before Trial of the Crusader came out. By the time I finished Ice Crown Citadel, before Cataclysm even came out, I think I was at like forty three reputations. And then they added how many new ones? in Cataclysm, and then they also made it how much easier to grind rep with the Steam Cartel. So all four of my Steam Cartel factions are now maxed, instead of just two. And then I have most of the reputations from Cataclysm. I'm missing two of them, but I'm sitting at 50 reputations right now, so I didn't lose my title.
1: Are you insane yet?
3: Uh-uh. Are you kidding me? I'm not even... No. I'm not going there. <laughs> I am not going there. I... No. <laughs> I am all a blood right. Sail admiral. I did get blood Sail admiral. Um, I got it before okay. before they even put the achievement in for it. I got it just because I wanted the hat. I thought the hat was cool. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's a hat that can summon a parrot. This is awesome.
1: So you already got the blood sale. You already got already got all of steam wheel taken care mm-hmm. of. All you need now is Darkmoon Fair and Ravenholt. Easy. Ravenhold. You're I am s- Ravenhold. Super easy for you. Well,
3: I'm sitting at Ravenholt right now. I am sitting at. I am just short of revered with Ravenholt like I'm sitting at the cap for honored and then I all I have to do if I want to get exalted with Ravenholt is start turning in junk boxes it's just a matter of I don't have the time or the inclination <laughs> I really don't I, I just don't <laughs> and then Darkmoon T- Fair. I don't even want to talk about Darkmoon Fair because you have to turn in so many Darkmoon decks that it's absolutely insane which would be why the title is The Insane, so, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, we have actually a guildie in, in Heroes of order Lord They're trying for the title? Is trying for it. Yeah. And, um, they're still level 80. They haven't gotten past 80 yet.
3: Yeah, it is, it is difficult it is very difficult. Now, it got much easier for me to get exalted with the goblins once they introduced all those new goblin quests. Because I could go around and do the goblin quests and get, you know, tons of rep from that. So that wasn't that difficult. But Darkmoon Fair is still a gigantic pain in the you-know-what. And uh, Blood Bloodst- Bloodsail can still be difficult because the guards in Booty Bay are now level 85. <laughs> so killing them not quite as easy as it used to be and then the other thing that you're looking at is Ravenhole you still have to have a rogue that can pickpocket all those lockboxes and you know if you are not a rogue you need to pay one a sufficient amount of coin for them to do it for you
1: but you're a rogue you don't need another rogue
3: no I don't need another rogue but I also you know I I, I, I need my motivation and that I currently do not possess so I'm not even messing with it but
1: you could be <laughs> in the insane shade that uh-huh. would be so awesome. Nope. <laughs> totally not doing it. <laughs> all right. All right. I give up. <laughs> I give up. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about a post that Mr. McCurley posted, predicting battle and social future. Now, yeah. Now, I believe this ties back to a recent uh, Wow Insider show where he's talking about his thoughts about a, a, a battle that 3.0 and beyond. hmm now, the, the summary, essentially, of this post is trying to predict what Blizzard will do next with Battle.net, how they might expand it and, and go beyond what it currently is. What do you think of his ideas?
3: Well, the problem is, is he's saying, take everything good about Facebook and Steam, like the sharing aspects and the friend aspects and all that other stuff, and think of that in terms of what Battle.net could be, and you're looking at what Battle.net might be morphing into. However, I'm just not really that huge of a fan of Facebook, and I've never used Steam, I have no idea what it is, so none of this really affects me directly. I don't even use Real ID. I don't know anybody in-game well enough to actually give them my email address and let them add me as a Real ID friend. I, I like my privacy. I enjoy my privacy in-game. So
1: the,
3: the the social aspect of everything is just kind of, it's like, okay, well, if it's there, that's cool. um I hope that they don't make it mandatory, because I don't really want to use it. But, you know, I think it's interesting how they've got games interlinked. That was the part of it that I thought was really kind of entertaining to me, was the fact that, you know... Now they've got it set up so that if you have friends that just play StarCraft, you can talk to them while you're playing World of Warcraft. You're playing two different video games and you can still chat with each other. That's pretty cool, you know? I just, it's cool. It's not for me, but it's cool. So I, I can't wait to see what they do with BattleNet. It's an interesting little thing that they've got going there.
1: Do you think that they might allow other Activision games to uh, add themselves to BattleNet so that it would be more of a Activision wide? Is that just a Blizzard-wide network?
3: You know, that's a really good question, and I don't know if I have an answer for you on that. Um, Activision and Blizzard, it is Activision Blizzard now, right? Yep. But Blizzard still very much operates independently as its own entity. It doesn't really have anything to do with Activision or Activision's games. It just sits there quietly, making gobs and gobs of money under the Activision label. Everybody that's in charge at Blizzard is still in charge at Blizzard. Nothing really changed when they merged with Activision. I don't really see them taking any games from Activision's library and making them available on Battle.net. I think that it's kind of a Blizzard proprietary thing, and I think as Blizzard comes out with new games like Diablo 3, like Titan, like whatever they... uh, There's still another unnamed game that they've got out there that we've heard nothing about. But they're hiring for it. If you look on their hiring page, there's... Um, a hiring listing for the next-gen MMO. We know that that's Titan, and then there's a hiring for an as-yet unnamed title. We don't know what that is. Is it another, you know, is it another strategy game? Is it another MMO? Is it a no idea? But as Blizzard comes out with more games, I think they're going to interlock those games together. I don't think that they're really going to merge with any other games that aren't under the Blizzard
1: label. I, I, I'm. I'm let me make a prediction right now. The next version of Battlenet will include the upcoming release of Qatar Hero. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was
3: gonna say, uh what what upcoming release? <laughs> they kinda canned that title. I was surprised that they canned it too. I was really surprised to hear that, that Activision decided that they aren't going to be doing Guitar Hero anymore. I, I didn't realize that it had been doing so poorly. I think mostly because I'm still living in a world where all my friends are like, let's get together play Guitar Hero. Yeah, rock! You know, they think it's cool. Apparently it's not really that cool anymore. So,
1: <laughs> news to me. <laughs> Tahara says, please, dear lord, not, uh, yeah, give us a Warcraft 4. Not going to happen. Uh, not while well, while well, still running. I, I don't see that.
3: No, I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to give us a Warcraft 4 until World of Warcraft is over with. And even then, is it's going to be a matter of are they going to give us another MMO? Like, another Warcraft MMO? Or are they going to give us another Warcraft strategy game?
1: Don't know yet. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We have
3: a segment, don't we?
1: We do. Uh, but first...
0: Yes, my good man, I have definitely got what you need. <laughs>
3: Gaz is awesome, that was obviously Gaz from the obscure cast.
1: well, it wasn't obviously him, but it was Gaz <laughs> all right so let's uh let's do our Warcraft less traveled
2: Warcraft less traveled a world of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within Wow. Alicia's Poem and Other Secret Quests of the Heart. Let's see. Dearest Myra, it is at the end of this day of chocolate heart gifts, valentine decorations, and secret admirer love poems that I write you this letter. Myra, I am not good with words, but I thought that by maybe sending you this note, you'd somehow take notice of me. You are a vendor. No, no. You are a gracious vendor of delicious bakery items, and I watch you work tirelessly, walking your magical, heart-shaped path between the Ironforge Bank and the Auction House. Me? I'm just Skolnik. I'm just a simple traveler. But I've sent you endless letters about the hidden secrets and forgotten destinations around Azeroth. There were details on getting to the Ironforge airport before flying mounts, and I've even risked my sanity by exploring the haunted depths of the Karazhan Crypt. For nearly a year, I've shared some amazing details on the less-traveled areas of Azeroth, but, sweet Myra, have you even noticed me? Just last week, you greeted me hello and told me you baked fresh bread just this morning. Was this because you knew I'd returned to Ironforge? If you remember, I even bought a bag full of Mulgore spice bread, even though I knew that I would just vendor it down the street with that crazy pie vendor. It's strange... No, no. no it's silly, I know, but I just had to speak to you again. And I'm sorry, I realize that this letter is rambling, but on this special week when love is in the air... I thought I'd write to tell you about something magical I found while traveling out in Stormwind. I ran across a young girl named Alicia in Stormwind Keep. My rusty compass gave me the city coordinates of 81, 28. She looked troubled, as though her eyes had seen much pain and sorrow in her young life. The little girl looked up and handed me a folded letter. Her name was Alicia. Alicia smiled, sadly though, and said to me that she wrote this letter for a friend named Kaylee. Kaylee was far off in the outland city of Shatrath. Alicia said that her mom believes that she's too young to take a poem to Kaylee, far off beyond the dark portal. I gladly accepted this task. I must admit, sweet Myra, I read a bit of Alicia's poem while on my way to deliver it. It was beautiful. Words from the heart. I made my way to Shatrath and found Kaylee in Alder Rise at coordinates 32, 27. Kaylee was touched by the poem and thanked me. I felt elated that I could help them, and I wish that someday soon, dearest Myra, you too can explore Azeroth with me. But until then, I hope you read this letter after your workday of selling Ironforge bread, and I know now there's something I could write in the letter to tell you that I've always wanted. It's that... it's that... Oh, who am I kidding? I don't think I have the courage to send this. Who knows? Maybe next year. A quick footnote. The in-game level 60 quest, Alicia's poem, is a tribute to the real-life 28-year-old player named Dak Krause, who died of leukemia in August 2007. His character was named Kaylee, and can now be found here in Chatrath as a lasting memorial to his memory. Kaylee appears wearing the same armor he had last equipped. Kaylee was a hunter with a pet cat called Dusky, and you can see that Dusky appears beside him now in the form of a night elf. This quest came about because a fellow guildie named Alicia worked with Blizzard to prepare the content for Alicia's poem for Kaylee. It was based on the out-of-game 1932 poem by Mary Fry entitled, Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep. If you are Alliance Faction and have not yet had the chance to accept the Alicia's Poem quest from Stormwind, I suggest you make time to do so now. Read for yourself the lasting words for Dak Krause of Loss, Love, and Hope. There is no better week of the year to remind us that life and love can be eternal if you only take time to remember. Please send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or listen back to the show archives at com. My name is Skolnick, and until next time, remember to travel safe, never make the mistake for falling head over heels for a bread vendor, and leave only footprints.
1: I actually did that quest on my, uh, my priest the other day and thought back to the the several times that quest has been mentioned on the show so uh, thank you very much Skolnick for that
3: yeah thank you Um, number one I love that quest number two Myra the bread vendor really (laughs) I love Myra (laughs) I bring her up often every now and again in articles that I write I'll just like slide in the bread vendor in Ironforge and everybody knows
1: who I'm talking about Look, I didn't know you had feelings for Myra. I'm sorry. I did see her with the pie vendor the other day. My apologies.
3: She's quite the fancy little dwarf. But yeah, that 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 particular quest is really touching, really lovely, and the poem is really beautiful. And honestly, if if people have never done that quest before, go look for the little girl, get her poem, take it, take it, take it out to Outland. It's worth it. It's worth the trip.
1: Indeed, and, and I think I made broken skull looks hard. My apologies, I didn't mean to. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, um, before you <laughs> continue on, um, in relation to our the previous sponsor message, I mentioned Audible. Uh, I've now make, created a uh, a forum on the Dawn Forge website, that's the Donforge.com uh, where people can discuss their recommendations for or, or thoughts on Audible uh, books. And if you have any recommendations you uh, you will have that you want to pass along to other readers. Or other listeners of the shows, definitely check that out. That's, again, thedonforge.com.
3: It's a book club
1: forum. Yay! Yeah, i love to come this. A show someday. We'll see. You have a trivia question, don't you?
3: Yes. Yes, I do. Um, this week on Know Your Lore, I actually went back and touched in with our little wind chimey friends, the Naru, and had a uh, chat about their possible motives and their possible... You know what their connection is to the Titans, and what their connection is, what they could possibly want with Azeroth, right anyway, so um obviously, the header image for it was a header image from a previous article that I had done where I said that Alun was an Aru now. For those of you listening at home, that image, the header image of a loon in the temple, yeah, is completely made up. Me and and my friend World of Warcraft, we had um a meeting with another friend of ours, the WoW Machinima tool and Photoshop and we made a delightful image that everybody seems to think is really real. So I did a really good job with it. I, I'm I'm giving props to myself for that. But yeah, it's not real. It's really not real. But I decided to use it on there anyway. Um so speaking of Allune, Allune has had all kinds of various and sundry activities in uh in the world of Azeroth including obviously there was a whole thing with Malorn where they had scenarios and then there was uh some other activities that she was up to. Um, and what I want to know is uh, there was a creature that Allune transformed into a demigoddess as as a reward for her service to Allune and I want to know who who that is. Um, we've actually seen her in game now. We did not see her in game until Cataclysm, so there's your hint, <laughs> and we'll see how long that takes people to answer. Anyway, so yeah, tinfoil hat. Apparently, the tinfoil hat stuff is really popular. I need to do more of those. I just, I decided that this month I was gonna, I was gonna mess around with tinfoil hat stuff and come up with crazy theories.
1: So, did you, did you once again suggest the, uh, the possibility that Alun was a Naru? in your article?
3: No, I didn't touch on that. I, I really didn't touch on that. I'm more touched on the fact that I think that the Ashbringer is uh, forged from the
1: heart of a fallen Naro. <laughs> and uh, we... I, I believe we have a winner. Do we? I believe. We might. I don't know. Do we? Well, the, I see a correct answer, and the person is eligible, so...
3: Oh, okay. Well, then the winner um, today is Kersplat, who answered with Aviana. Aviana is, she's basically the demigoddess of all flight, like animals with wings. Anything that's got wings, it falls under Aviana's domain. Um, She lived in this gigantic tree called uh, Gehaner, I think is how you pronounce that, but I'm not 100% positive on that. And uh, that's pretty much where all... All winged creatures went after they died, like their souls went to live with her in Um It was actually acorns from Gehaner that grew Nordrassel back in the day. So anyway, Curseblatt, you won. Hooray. I need you to pick a number between 1 and 3. <laughs> and then I will go ahead and get you a loop code. Three. Okay, you have won a party grenade loot code courtesy of wowtcgloot.com That's pretty much the place to go if you're looking for any sort of uh, game cards that that, that give you little items and things in-game That's wowtcgloot.com You can purchase them directly on the website or for your convenience They also offer links to various eBay auctions that sell these kinds of things Um, Chris Blatt, send an email to shade at allthingsazeroth.com and I will go ahead and send you your code after the show Congratulations!
1: And one qualification that should not be used on your guild master. Just, just to clarify. <laughs> um, we actually had a, a, an email about the uh, about the yeah, uh, TCGs. Um, yes. So uh, the the writer here writes: Can you please comment on how, where, what the TCG cards TCG cards are? I know they give you mounts, pets, etc. But do you guys do you buy a pack like a, back of, a pack of baseball cards and are, and there are five codes slash cards in there or in a five pack there is actually one actual code you have to enter so where do you buy them I've never seen them in stores saw some cards online though through the fishing chair looks cool might have fishing might make fishing fun thanks so much you guys slash gal rock.
3: Uh, the trading card game is actually, it's, uh, if you've ever heard of trading card games like, I don't know, um, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, anything like that, uh, it's a game. It's a game that you play. It's World of Warcraft based, but it's a card game. And along with the cards that you can use for the decks when you're playing against people, uh, they also offer incentives, incentive cards. Um, what you find on WoWTCGloot.com, they're the loot cards from those decks, Um, It's just the loot cards that give you the in-game items. They don't sell the other packs or anything like that. But you can pick up the packs at pretty much, I don't know, any gaming store out there. If you've got a gaming store and they aren't carrying these things, you can probably ask them to carry it. You can pick them up on Amazon, I believe. They, They sell the packs and things on Amazon. I found them in Target. Like... I've just seen them hanging on the shelf in Target. You can get the booster decks or you can get the actual, you know, starter decks, that kind of thing. It's a fun game. It's a really fun game. But on top of that, the loot codes are really, really cool. You aren't guaranteed a loot code when you pick up a pack, though. Um, that's that's the thing. Now, I know with the new expansion decks that they've been coming out with, because Cryptozoic picked up, picked up the... the, the Trading card game, and they're manufacturing it now. Um, If you pick up their starter, their starter packs that they've got, um, what do they call them? Is it like a collector's deck or something like that? I can't remember. It's a big box set that they've got.
1: Well, they have the the starter pack, uh, like the the yeah, it's a starter pack where it has uh, I think roughly forty cards, I'd guess. The original original one was this big like plastic thing that you could get. Um, It had two starter decks in there. A book on how to play and and all this kind of other other kind of stuff. Uh, And then you can buy packs. If you go to the wowtcg.com website, uh, you can actually look up Mm -hmm. based upon your country and state, province, area, whatever, and find a person that sells the, or a a store that is registered with the wowtcg uh, site and Cryptozoic as a, a place you can buy. And uh, they also have listings of tournaments and all all kinds of other stuff. So uh, you can definitely check that out to get more information on where in your area you might be able to buy them.
3: Yeah, and the other thing is, is like... If you've ever heard of the Dark Moon Fair, like people talk about the Dark Moon Fair like it's an actual place, that is an actual place it's a roaming tournament specifically for the trading card game, so yeah, it's one of those things that you probably you know if you're into trading card games, if you're into stuff like Magic the Gathering and that kind of thing, this would definitely be something you wanted to look into so that's what's that is all about really
1: <laughs> yeah and they and they have all kinds of stores you can go to to look up uh where you can buy the TCG, so and they're actually, I believe, the new pack they're coming out with is Assault on Ice Crown Citadel.
3: World Breaker. It comes
1: out February 28th.
3: Yeah, but they're also coming out. With World out.
1: Breaker, that one is coming out.
3: World Breaker? Did. I don't know if World Breaker has come out. Um, Maybe it did. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really follow the trading card game all that much. Um, I do have some of the cards. I've picked up a couple of decks here and there, but I don't really have anyone to play with, so <laughs> I've only kind of glanced at the rules and gone, wow, this looks really cool, but I haven't actually done anything with it, sadly.
1: <laughs> yeah, World came out December 14th, 2010. Uh, the next one is Attack on Ice Crown Citadel, um, and that again comes out in uh, just a couple of weeks. Um, And you can play in that one as Jaina, uh, Sylvanas, the Lich King, uh, and... uh... They give you, like, hero decks. It's pretty cool. It it sounds really awesome. So uh, definitely check that out again, wowtcg.com, for all the information you need about the WoW trading card game. Now, uh, we have one more sponsor I do want to talk about, and that, again, is Doghouse Systems. Doghouse Systems is a maker of, an, of awesome gaming PCs. I'm sure you've heard about Alienware and other makers of computers, but Doghouse makes computers that are, that are specifically made for the gamer market. Uh, the Armor series of computers is a line of computers that are perfect for playing WoW or even the newer games like Black Ops, StarCraft II, and more. Check them out at doghousesystems.com and use the code BACON to get a $25 Jinx card when you buy a new PC. Again, that's doghousesystems.com. Alright, uh, so I do actually... Have- I totally wish... I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, I totally wish I could afford a new gaming system right now, because my computer's been acting fidgety, and I'm not sure why. I need to take it apart and poke all its bits, and see if I can get it working
1: again. You need to poke bits?
3: Yeah. It's been acting fidgety. Like, when I started up, it says that there's no hard drive installed, and then it just starts up like normal. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Why do you do that little computer? And I think maybe something got knocked loose or something. I need to fiddle with something in there. Mm.
1: Intriguing. Um, Mm -hmm. we got an email from Adina, level 79 Night Elf Hunter on Terracar EU. Um, Says, dear Medros and Shade, I'm just emailing you to wish you a happy Valentine's Day and to tell you that my wonderful fiance has bought me the collector's edition of Cataclysm for Valentine's Day. And she says, thank you, sweetie. So, congratulations. I hope you enjoy your pet. That's really awesome. That's
3: sort of cute. Get your girlfriend, wow, for Valentine's Day. Fiance. Fiance. Fiance, wow, for Valentine's Day. You'll never see her again.
1: As a fairly newly engaged person, I'm very well aware of the need for proper terminology when referring to your significant other. I sometimes forget. Let's put it that way.
3: <laughs> I, I never understand the whole kerfuffle over the whole thing. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't either. But sometimes I, I see all those television shows about like women and their fancy, fancy weddings, and how it's her day. It should be special and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know what? um As far as I'm concerned, if I ever get married, it's going to be like, let's go to the ho- courthouse and just like get this done. <laughs> just an extreme lack of caring on my end i I don't know maybe that makes me a
1: horrible person i have no idea (laughs) i i would doubt that uh we also have another email here from arcane magi Feathermoon server says hello i've been a listener for many years and love the podcast i have a question i love it when shade talks about lore also i've been getting into the books and plan to read all of them my question is there is is there a podcast that just talks about lore would it be possible for Shade to start a podcast of lore where she can talk about lore nonstop? That is something I would love to see or hear. Well, uh, I can't speak for Shade starting a podcast. She's welcome to start such a podcast on Dawnforge if she has time. Um, I think that's the big key there. <laughs> um, I don't know of any specific oh, lore honey. podcasts. <laughs> Do you know of any?
3: There's, uh, yeah, there's actually, there's a couple of them out there that I know of. Um... There was Lorehound for a while um, I don't know if they're still updating or not They update like very sporadically um, I try and keep an eye out for them But I-, I haven't seen them update in a while And then there's one that just came out That's called The Overlores And I think that that one is kind of a lore-centric podcast as well um, Most of the other podcasts that you've seen out there Are kind of They do a little bit of everything Kind of like we do So, So I haven't actually seen any that are like completely devoted to lore and if there are any out there oh my gosh please feel free to write in let me know because i'll probably listen to you
1: (laughs) yeah um actually the overlords is sort of lore they they're basically leveling worgen as a five-person group and talking about the lore and the story behind each quest and the story as it progresses as See, they that's go pretty from cool. 1 to 85.
3: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I That's something I can get behind. That's definitely lore-related. So, yeah, I would recommend checking them out. Um, and like I said, Lorehound. Lorehound talked about lore for quite a bit. Um, I, I really I don't know if they're still updating or not. I haven't seen an update from them in quite some time. So I don't know if they stopped updating or whatever. And, honey, if I had the time in the day to do a lore podcast, I totally would. But I do not.
1: <laughs> I personally however, would love to see a, a, a podcast with you and Gracie uh, or you and Matt Rossi. That, those would be awesome.
3: Yeah. Um, however, speaking of Matt Rossi and Gracie and, and, and Lore... Group quest this Saturday is going to be very interesting, <laughs> and it's going to be a lore fest, a complete and total lore fest. So
1: you may want to tune in for that one. <laughs> if you want an example of what the uh, what a lore podcast would be like, definitely tune into uh, Group Quest number uh, seventeen. I believe the title will likely be "Return of the Lorgasm." Let- let's put it that way.
3: Something like that. I don't know because it's going to be me. It's going to be Rossi. It's going to be Gracier. It's going to be Matt is
1: McCurley. it just a three? No, Matt McCurley and Curly.
3: McCurley because McCurley McCurley loves a good conversation about orcs. So <laughs> it, it, It's funny too cuz I'll be talking to McCurley and we'll be talking about, you know, game development and other various things and then all of a sudden we'll we'll start talking about orcs out of nowhere. And it'll just evolve into this lore conversation. I'm like, "Where did that come
1: from, McCurley?" Yeah. I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> the Lore Keepers was a podcast a while back. Um Laura Crafted apparently had a podcast, but I yeah. don't know if any of Did them are, are still in in in, in production. Um, and ironically, the top top results on Google for "Wow, Lore podcast." Guess which one it is? Us. Yes. Yeah, kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do love you the so Lore. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it, that on my results on my laptop it comes up with my podcast? Yeah, almost like they know who's searching. But Google would not do that. They're too good for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes, uh, definitely uh, check out this come, this week's uh, uh, Group Quest podcast. It will be awesome. Um, that will be recording on Saturday about 2 p.m. Central time, and it's awesome. That's the thegroupquest.com for the website if you want to download it after, or you can do, join us live on Saturday at uh, donforgelive.com.
3: What time is that going to be on Saturday?
1: 2 p.m. Central so, Okay,
3: time. just so people know, 2 p.m. Central, tune in. It's sure to be yes. lore-tastic.
1: Oh, oh yeah. It, it, lore, lore, oh boy, lore. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, We've got a few emails this week regarding the, the comments, the discussion we had last week about gold selling and gold farmers. Mm. And a lot of people wanted us to, to make sure to point out that most gold sellers don't get their gold from having people farm it up in-game. They farm it up by hacking accounts.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um, If your account is hacked, the first thing that happens is all of your gear is sold, and any gold that they make from that, and also from whatever you happen to have on your character at the time, is immediately shipped away, where it is sold to unexpecting people. Well, I guess they are expecting. They're expecting gold, and that's what they get, is gold. The whole gold-selling process is really shady. (laughs) shady i don't recommend doing it at all ever don't because you're supporting people hacking and you're supporting cheating essentially so yeah i don't really care how desperate for gold you are go go, go do some daily quests you can make a lot of money doing daily quests it takes like an hour <laughs> there's so many different alternatives to make gold right now do some archaeology you can make some gold that way i made 400 gold Woo!
1: yeah for sure um but uh, yeah, I mean, really, that—that's the one thing people we need to make sure that people understand. It is not a, uh, it is not what you want to be doing when you're you're stealing from somebody else. That's essentially what you're doing. You're paying somebody. Well, you're not stealing, but you're paying somebody else to. So you are essentially the result, the reason they're stealing. Um, so don't buy gold because that that guild master of yours or your friend who got hacked. Guess what? Yeah, that, that's your gold. That's that's their gold. You're spending right now. You're mine. <laughs> you bought their gold. How bad do you feel? So yes, <laughs> Blizzard will restore accounts and they will restore guild banks. The fr- I mean, I, I've had I had a guild master who got his account hacked. I've met I've had friends who've had their accounts hacked. The feeling of violation when your account gets hacked is something nobody wants to go through. And honestly, I, I've I've met a few people who bought gold who admittedly bought gold. And when their accounts get hacked, I really, really laugh. I feel no sympathy for them because they brought it on themselves.
3: I don't, I don't laugh though. I don't laugh at things like that because it stinks when you get your account hacked. I've never had it happen to me personally, thankfully. Um, I've never had it happen. But when I look at the slash played on my character which I very rarely do, because the number horrifies me. (laughs) When I think about how much of the last six years I've actually spent playing this friendly little video game, um, to have that all just disappear in an instant is just, like, the thought is just, oh my gosh, you know. It's a video game. Obviously it's not something that you should take too seriously, but when you put that amount of time into something... Having it suddenly taken away is just heartbreaking. So, yeah, don't buy
1: gold. Just, that's, a, that's it. Don't buy gold. On the other side, we would definitely recommend getting an authenticator on your account because it can win you an iPad and protect you from being hacked.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's right. They've got that contest going on right now. If you send in a screenshot of you and your hound pet, if they like it, you can win an iPad, which is kind of cool.
1: The authenticator is all kinds of awesome. It secures your account from hacking, it gives you a pet, and it can win you an iPad. I mean, there's no way to lose, other than if your authenticator dies or you have a phone authenticator And it. Anyway, it's really awesome to have an authenticator.
3: <laughs> I thought about sending in a screenshot for that, but then I was like, what realistically would I do with an iPad? Because an iPad, all an iPad seems to be, to me, is a smartphone without the phone part. It's like a really big smartphone without the phone part. I just can't can't find any logistical use for it. So I'm like, I I really, you know, don't care one way or another. I may send in a screenshot anyway just because it'd be fun. I like
1: taking screenshots. You're very good at it. Very good at it. All right, um, so I do want to, to tell people that we did get a, a couple of voicemails for this show. Unfortunately, they were all too long. Um, so I'm going to do a short, brief segment here on how to send in a voicemail we can use. First off, write a script. Um, if you have an idea, if you have a thought, write out what you're going to say. Then stand in front of a mirror and read it. Over and over until you know what you're gonna say and you're, you're got the flow right and you're not gonna, um, and uh, mm, 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 uh. Yeah, that makes it for a very long show, a very long voicemail. Next thing, make it short. If you have a, a voicemail that's over one minute, unless it's a really, really wicked awesome voicemail, it's probably not gonna get played. The only thing that <laughs> we play awesome. that's over a minute <laughs> is our intro. And our segments. Unless you want to make your voicemail a segment, then great. We'd be happy to have it.
3: (laughs) It Well, yeah. I I think, honestly, rather than practicing and practicing and practicing, write down your question. If you have a question for the show, write down your question. And then read your question. That's, That's really all you need to do. I mean, you can say hi, and you can say you love the show. But you know, rambling on and on and on and on and on. When we get voicemails that are really long like that, it basically eats into show time. And we do enough rambling all by ourselves.
1: We do, we do. <laughs> uh, Guy John in the chat room says, "Why in front of a mirror for audio?" That's a very good question. When you're in a mirror, it you feel yourself looking back at you. It it oh. makes it adds that nervous factor that you're going to have when you're recording for us. Um, really that that's my like when i i recently recorded a voicemail for a uh, photography podcast called tips from the top floor and that's what Uh i did i wrote exactly what i was going to read i put it on my ipad or or my ipod i went into the bathroom and i read it repeatedly into the mirror and watched my you know and got the nervousness out in front of the mirror instead of in front of the microphone
3: yeah we'll see and my thing is is like you know, if I'm going to ask somebody a question, I'm, I'm just going to ask them a question i I don't know. I guess there is some sort of nervousness involved. I don't know why we're real people, guys. We don't bite. I swear. I don't anyway, not unless I know you really well.
1: <laughs> the The next thing I want to point out, we do have a voicemail line. If you don't have a good microphone, definitely feel free to use that. but if you can, yeah. record an MP3. Email it in to us. As long as your MP3 is under 10 megabytes, and honestly, if it's 10 megabytes, it's probably much longer than we're going to be playing on the show. <laughs> way, way, way too long. <laughs> if, if your file is more than one megabyte, it's probably too long for the show. Um, unless it's a segment. We don't mind if our segments are that long. But if it's a, if it's a voicemail, we, we'd like it to be a bit shorter. Definitely want to have you guys send your... We love having your voicemail sent in. Uh, we love playing your voicemail. We do recommend trying to, to to make it as best as possible. Um, it's a time issue. Honestly, we we played lots of voicemails on the show. Some of them weren't the greatest, but I wanted to play them because they had good questions. But if if your voicemails are always the same, r- rambling, stumbling, you know, r- you know, st- you know, tangents, and honestly, we have lots of tangents already on the show. It's me, I go tangents all the time, and Shade, she writes tangents for a living.
3: <laughs> okay, Madros, I think we've probably rambled about how not to make a rambling voicemail long enough. <laughs>
1: really? I thought we could ramble a little bit longer.
3: The short end of it. If you're leaving a voicemail, keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it to the point. We're all good.
1: Fine, fine. <laughs> Alright, so, moving along, since apparently I'm rambling, um, there's there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Have you like I don't know if do you have an herbalist at all?
3: Um I do have an herbalist, yes. I haven't done any herbing this week and I really really wish I had.
1: Well, apparently and I'm not I have not seen this. I've only seen it I I haven't found evidence of this happening, but I have heard about it on Twitter. It appears there's going to be a hotfix that's going to uh, nerf a bit of the over over uh overspawning of some herbs.
3: When Yeah, when patch 4.0.6 came out, we kind of um, I don't know if it was accidental or if they did it on purpose, but we kind of reverted to that insane spawn rate for herbs that we had when Cataclysm launched. Apparently, it wasn't intended though, because uh, they, um, they're, they're fixing that with a hot fix, and we aren't going to be able to get obscene amounts of Whiptail anymore, which makes me really sad and makes me wish that I had gone out and done some herbing this week
1: <laughs> I, I tell you my druid in in flight form yeah there's lots of elf nip
3: <gasps> my druid looks so cool in flight form now she's a bat
1: yes you you, Big, you got your epic bat. flight form look for for troll yeah
3: yeah the bat is really cool looking i was i was the first time i saw one of our druids turn into it i was like what the heck oh that's right they put that back in and then i just spent I don't know a good five minutes just staring at the model because it's absolutely beautiful i've heard I've heard that there have been complaints though from the Druid community that are mad because the trolls got bats and not another form of birds. I don't know if they realize this or not, but trolls don't like birds they they actually they, they really hate birds they don't want anything to do with birds. they think birds are kind of evil spirits. And bats are really the way that they would go with that. So it totally makes sense for them to be a bat. The bat form for a troll druid is just as valid as, you know, the kind of the the, the raven, the storm crow look that the night elves have. It's just very iconic of that particular race. And that's all I got to say about that.
1: Unfortunately, my my worgen druid is not high enough to see the new worgen flight form, but I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, just just wait. It'll be really cool. You'll love it. And I'm uh, I'm actually looking at the updated the, the blue post. Uh, they have updated the uh, hotfix post, and it does actually say Whiptail. Uh, that's only the, the only one they're referring to uh, was spawning too quickly in them after patch 4.0.6. The spawn time has been Boo. reduced.
3: Boo. Hopefully, it was... this won't
1: mean that there's twenty. <sighs> I counted twenty different druids in flight form flying up and down that one river in Aldham, trying to get the whiptail. Now there might be only <sighs> I, ten wait. for the amount of flip tail.
3: Yeah, see, I wait. I wait until very, very late at night. And that's when I go and farm my herbs, if I'm going to do it at all. Because do, trying to do it during prime gaming time, uh-uh. There's too many people out there looking for it. So I just wait until really late. And, and generally, it, if I'm doing it, like, you know, two in the morning or something like that, there's maybe two other people out there with me. So the competition really isn't Th- that, that bad. That was it. That was at um, 1 a.m.
1: server time. There was 20. And, yeah. and that's not even counting all the people on yeah. dragons and birds.
3: Now, mind you, you also have. You're on a very oh, high pop yeah. server. My server, not really that high of a population, so I have it a little bit better. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, but it's still kind I'm of annoying. I'm hoping the
1: nerfing of the spawn rate will cause less people to be there. Um, but it, honestly, it is quite frustrating when you're trying to. I mean, I'm trying to farm up for flasks and stuff and make all the stuff for my vial of the sands. <laughs> when I finally get that, and I can't do anything because all I'm getting is. You know, I'm being followed by 20 birds trying to get to them before me. It's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. really, really frustrating. Um, but uh, there is actually... Uh, um, the fix to the Exalted title is now actually going to be in the hot... Is it being hot fixed for this? Um, mm mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's a couple other things, but uh, nothing, nothing otherwise that's huge uh, for this uh, hot fixes tonight.
3: No. It's just some minor things that actually needed to be addressed. Um, The Exalted title thing, I know a lot of people in my guild that are going to be very happy about that. Um, I was lucky that I still had 50 reputations, even without, you know, so my title didn't get taken away, but I was lucky. And the only reason that that happened for me was because I've had the Exalted title for so long. That like you know the reputations that you get at the Argent Tournament, the reputations that you got in Ice Crown Citadel, the reputations you got elsewhere, it um just added to the forty that I already had. Um, I'm really glad that a lot of my guildmates, you know, that worked really hard to get that title are getting it back again.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, when you work so hard for something, you shouldn't have it taken away. And I, I can definitely no. see that they probably just don't have the the technology or the. The code to allow them the possibility of just having just some of the um some of the folks get that so
3: and yeah you know and I was thinking about it and I'm like dude it's just a title it's not even like it's anything important really gosh why are you people getting so worked up over it and then I realized no no because when I got that title you know, I was really proud of that title, and I wore it like crazy for like months before. I think I replaced it with the King Slayer. <laughs> I think that's actually what I replaced it with. It wasn't until that point. And when I, when I th- thought about it, when I really thought about it, and I went back to that place in time where I was in Dire Mall for like four hours at a stretch doing the stupid ogre quest and turning in those dumb ogre suits to get my little exalted status with the goblins up to where it needed to be. Yeah, I would have been furious if I had lost that title. I, I really would have. I can definitely understand that perspective. <laughs> um, and people had a right to be furious. It would be like somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, by the way, we're going to take away your Amani Warbear. I'd be like, say what? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, over my dead body. <laughs> i don't think so no i love my bear my bear of the shrunken heads he's really cool but
1: uh <laughs> let's see here how are we doing on time well let's wrap up the show uh but first i do want to find out from you shade i i actually I asked people on the uh, group quest this past weekend as well what is your favorite memory from blizzard's pro- like blizzard's games for the past 20 years Oh my gosh, of the, out of everything? Uh, all of the games you, of Blizzards you've played. What's your favorite memory?
3: Oh my gosh. I've got a few happy ones, and I've got one that's kind of nostalgic and bittersweet. And I think I'll talk about the nostalgic bittersweet one, although... <laughs> okay, this is me kind of choking up on air. Okay, guys, you get raw emotion, I'm sorry. Um, When I first got World of Warcraft, uh, I got in on the beta... And I got in on the beta from a friend of mine. I'd I'd never really heard of the game before. I'd heard of Warcraft a little bit, but I hadn't played the real-time strategy games. And I had a roommate who was so utterly excited that I got the beta for this game. And he watched me install it, and then we watched, like you know, the cinematic intro and all this other stuff. And he was just going absolutely nuts. And then he starts going, no, you have no idea what this is. You have no idea what this is. And he starts going on and on about the Lich King and all this other stuff. And like, like the lore and the story and how the story was just this big, amazing thing. And he was the one that really got me into the story of lore or the story of Warcraft, because I would not, I mean, I, I don't know if I would have paid attention to the story as much if he hadn't been as utterly enthusiastic about it. And that's um, one of those memories that I really carry close, because uh, a few years later, he ended up uh, in a bad place emotionally, and he killed himself. Um and every time I think about my job, and every time I come up with any kind of crackpot theory about anything in Warcraft, I think of him. And I think of what he would say about the fact that I get to write about all of this junk for a living. <laughs> He'd probably want to kill me for my job. Um, but that was one of those memories that really, you know held with me just because the amount of passion that he exhibited for this video game was something that i found so intriguing that i knew that this was big this this thing that i had just been given out of nowhere this was something big you know this was something that apparently affected a lot of people because it took a lot to get him excited but oh man he was totally excited about blizzard he was totally excited about warcraft and, yeah, so that's that's kind of like my strongest memory. And, and I know that it's probably not... It, it, it seems like a downer memory, but it's really not. Because it's one of the best memories that I have of him, if that makes sense. It does,
1: it does. Um, and you said there was another memory you had?
3: Oh, yeah, there's a couple of other ones. Um, <laughs> the first time that, uh, that, that we beat Nefarian in, in Blackwing Lair... My guild and I, we'd we we we'd been working on him for months and months and months, and the first time that we actually downed him, and we were the first guild on my server to down him, it was such a rush that, right? <laughs> that, okay, I had switched from Alliance to Horde, and I started playing Horde, and that's where I started raiding, was on Horde. But I still had all these friends on Alliance, Right. So we killed him, and we went, to, we went to Orgrimmar, and we're all sitting on the bank after we've turned in the head. We're all sitting on the bank, and we're setting off fireworks, like, wee-wee, and then I'm like, you know what? I've totally got to go tell my friends on Alliance side. I'll be back later, guys, right? And I'm on such this high, this rush of having beaten this boss, that I log on to my Alliance side character. And I'm in, uh, at the time I was in uh, Gadgetzan, because that was the only place where there was a neutral auction house. To switch things back and forth So I'm in Gadgetzan And my friends are online I'm like oh my gosh guys you won't believe what we just did Hang on I'll tell you all about it So then you know I'm running around and stuff As I'm telling them about all of this And then I decide oh I'm going to fly back to Stormwind So I run out to the flight master And I right click the flight master And approximately A half second Between my clicking the flight master (laughs) And about a thousand Angry wyverns spawning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I realized that in my excitement I have gone to the wrong flight master and I am completely dead <laughs> Like just splat <laughs> but that was the kind of excitement that you felt at that point in time because I mean reading back in vanilla it really was a second job and I'm glad it's gotten not necessarily easier but a little li- a little less stressful like it's a little easier to farm for things it's a little bit easier to uh prepare for raids and that kind of thing cuz i mean back when i was raiding you know on your off nights you would go to fellwood and you know the little plants in fellwood you would go pick the little plants in fellwood because they would help you out while you were raiding <laughs> And, oh, God forbid you had to make any flasks or anything like that, because um, they, they, getting the materials for them was just completely insane. Um, it took a lot of preparation for one silly night of raiding. So, yeah, the amount of joy that you felt at beating that boss for the first time was just it was mind-blowing. I've never quite felt like that again. <laughs> Although I have
1: accidentally clicked the wrong flight master once or twice. Um yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I answered this yesterday for myself, but I'll say it again. Um, two favorite moments for me uh, in the 20 years of, of Blizzard's gaming. The first one was... Um, and actually, actually, I'll play the audio from that. Uh, it's the ending of Warcraft 3, where Midi- Malfurion has... Uh, has gathered the Wisps together and they've, they've killed off Archimon and the, the big explosion and then uh, we hear this monologue here so I'll play that now.
0: The roots will heal in time as will the entire world. The sacrifices have been made. Just as the orcs, humans and night elves discarded their old hatreds and stood united against a common foe, so did nature herself rise up to banish the shadow forever. As for me, I came back to ensure that there would be a future. To teach the world that it no longer needed guardians. The hope for future generations has always resided in mortal hands. And now that my task is done, I will take my place amongst the legends of the past.
1: I love medieval so much anyway, okay when i when I first heard that back, you know, Warcraft 3, first time completing it. Yeah. That, the the feeling of that it was actually technically Warcraft 3 the expansion, I believe, that that was in, but, uh...
3: No, that one was in the original Warcraft okay, 3. The Lich the King War, was in the... Because the, right? yes, the expansion
1: okay. was the Frozen Throne. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. sorry. Um, but just the, the feeling that you know, how epic this world had become from you know, Warcraft 1, orcs of hu- orcs and humans. Um, you know, how amazingly detailed, how expansive, all of these new races, all of this new stuff being brought into the world. Um, it was really, you know, to see how far it had come was so amazing. And back then, I didn't know about World of Warcraft. You know, they I don't think they'd announced it even back then. Um, but the feeling of that, to see... You know this legendary character, which we really didn't know that much about at that point, because I don't even think the book was out yet. Guardian, the Guardian of uh, Last Guardian. Last Guardian. I don't. I don't believe the book was out yet to tell us his history, but to you know, you could feel in his voice and in his mannerisms that he was an he was an ancient character, even if he wasn't an older, you know, been around forever type character. He was he was an old soul, so to speak and he had the, this power about him and just hearing him talk about you know the you know the world and and what he had done for it and what he had tried to do was just awesome
3: 20 years 20 years of of blizzard is yeah. an incredibly long time to be doing anything and i think what i appreciate most about the fact that you know about Blizzard is that they still approach gaming with the same gusto that they did when they originally came out with their first stuff. Definitely, It, it hasn't changed. The, the, the sheer love that they have for video gaming and creating video games, it's obvious in everything that they do. Yeah, for sure. And I really appreciate that they've, you know, even though they've turned into this multi-million dollar company in Activision and blah, 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 they still haven't lost that, that spark of who they really are, which is a bunch of dudes that really think that video games kick ass. <laughs> and it's obvious. It's obvious with everything that they do.
1: Yeah, and the second one was, you know, when, the, when I first saw that World of Warcraft, the first cinematic, the dwarf and his bear, you know, cresting the hill towards Ironforge. The I believe it was the torn druid or shaman with his big um his big totem Stick. and you know the dust yeah. on the wind um and just seeing all of that 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 whole thing was just like whoa I mean it's even more awesome more memorable than um than even Warcraft three made it and Warcraft three made it a huge huge world to my mind. Um, And then getting into the beta and and seeing the the game realized was just like, holy crap, you know?
3: Yeah, I can't even... I mean, I came into Warcraft when World of Warcraft was in beta. That's when I started researching and finding out about the Warcraft universe and all that other stuff. I mean, I'd seen the RTS games, but I hadn't really played them because I didn't have a background in the RTS stuff. Um, However... I I can't imagine what it would be like for somebody that played the strategy games and, you know, got into the story and everything to all of a sudden see this three-dimensional world of everything that they played in that strategy game just come to life. I mean, that had to have been so cool.
1: (laughs) I, I can't imagine, you know, what it must have felt like at Blizzard in the early development of World of Warcraft when they were first bringing in the actual playable models... Of the characters and seeing it realized yeah. that 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 RTS game realized into what World of Warcraft became in
3: this three dimensional thing. It's so cool. It is I mean, so cool. Really,
1: Warcraft three was somewhat <laughs> three dimensional. I mean, we did see multiple facets and and there was lots of really awesome cinematics. But to see World of Warcraft where you control the camera angles and you control everything, all this stuff, it was just like. Wow, you know, I, I can't imagine what it must have been like for for the Blizzard developers back then, and to think those people who worked on Vanilla WoW are now working on Titan—that's gonna be a one hell of a game.
3: It's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I can't imagine it. Like seriously, I. I with the amount of people that they have behind it and the staff that they have behind it and everything else that they have behind it I cannot even imagine it being anything but fantastic. For sure.
1: For sure. You know. But uh on that note, uh one more thing I want to mention uh before we do our final wrap up. Uh, I was talking to one of our guildies in Heroes of Loridon. Uh his name is Rynek and he wanted he wanted to thank mm-hmm. you and I Shade. Um he okay. He's been listening to the show for a while, and he was actually deployed. He's with the U.S. Navy, and he was deployed for a while, and he said that our show really kept him connected to the community and to the game and made him feel like he was part of something still, even though he couldn't play being overseas. Um. So...
3: Yeah, my brother was in the Navy for like almost I think like eight years or something so anytime I hear anything from the military people that are serving overseas and that kind of thing I'm just like man you guys totally rock yeah. for doing that
1: so <laughs> I, 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 I want to so, pass it yeah. on to you shade because he, he did want he did want to thank both of us for uh for making an awesome podcast that helped him uh really you know feel like he was still part of the community while he was unable to play uh when he was deployed so uh, thank you, Ranok, for, for mentioning that to me, and uh, thank you for listening. And I'm sure all of our U.S. listeners say thank you for your service. And, yeah, thank you for your service,
3: because it's you that really needs to be thanked there for actually going out there and,
1: for sure. and accomplishing and all that stuff. As a a, a so. second aside, thank you to Haster for being our moderator tonight, since Jen couldn't make it. Uh, she She has having allergy issues. Oh! But uh, now I'm not going to S-Tour. really work it because now I'm going to just toss links out and stuff that he's really going to have to hurry to catch up to. So before we do get up with our usual round roundup of stuff, I do want to, again, thank Doghouse Systems. Really awesome makers of great gaming computers. Definitely check them out at DoghouseSystems.com. Hastro will put that link in the chat room, sure. We also want to thank Audible. If you are looking to check out audio, audiobooks, a free trial is all we ask you to do. You'll find out how awesome they are, and I'm sure that you'll want to stay on with them. That's, again, audibletrial.com slash bacon, or just check out our show notes for a link there. Also, our listener survey. Yeah, And our, remember, our book the book week, of the Storm week, Rage the by book Richard of the week Really awesome Storm narration. They, they give you about a five-minute sample. Out. We only played you about a minute or so of that. Definitely check out the full sample. I'm sure you'll be hooked. And definitely check out our listener survey. We want to hear from you. We want more feedback so that we can get better advertisers I think Audible is a great advertiser Doghouse is a great advertiser they're really aimed at our market and we want to get more advertisers for you guys that are actually aimed at stuff you're interested in uh, not companies you have no use for or barely any use for or stuff like that so definitely check that out that uh, will be in the show notes and uh, if you want to check out if you want to contact our contributors um, we have Askmoo, that's askmoo 42 at gmail.com send questions we need lots of questions uh, and warcraftlesstravel.gmail.com is I can contact Skolnick and let him know how to find uh, all of the hidden places you found. And I actually sent him the one I was talking about last week. It's uh, just in the bottom part of Eastern Plaglands, a big, big, huge field. Um, that would be a perfect place to do any kind of uh, machinima you want to do of big battles because I doubt there's going to be anybody coming nearby. So... Uh, definitely check War- warcraftless Traveled at gmail.com if you want to send Skolnick some tips on where to go. That's right, you can tell Skolnick where to go. Just go to email Skolnick at warcraftless travel Shade, tell them how they can contact us.
3: You can contact us via voicemail. If you don't feel like recording a voicemail for the show, you can always, always, always call one seven eight five 785 ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. 282 9695 You can check us out on iTunes and download the show there. You can also rate and review the show, and we like both of those things, so feel free to do so. You can reach us via email at show at com. You can reach Medros at medros at com, And you can reach me at shade at com. You can also find us on Twitter at All Things As. You can follow Medros at Medros. You can follow me at Shades O Gray. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G R E Y. You can also follow Don Forge, our kind of parent published company thingy, who also has several different podcasts that you can check out. There's The Obscure Cast. There's Halfway Around the World. There's, uh, what's the other one that we've got? We've got another one now, don't we? Oh, Group Quest. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, speaking of. Yeah, we have. Of-
1: we have- we have group quest halfway around the world you can also check out obscure cast which is one of our shows on dawn forge and of course this one all things asked
3: yep and speaking of group quest be sure to tune in for group quest this saturday i'll be on there along with matthew rossi who is the other lore columnist over at wow insider we've got gracie coming on and we've also got matt mccurley coming on and it's going to be an absolute lore fest so check it out saturday sorry sorry go ahead saturday 2 p.m central time be there
1: Yeah, if you you thought me, Shade, and Grace here on a show was awesome, we're adding two mats in this, and it's going to make it even better. (laughs) (laughs) It ought to be fun. Yeah, check us out also on Facebook. We have a fan page and a group for the show. We also have a Forge one, a Group Quest one, a Halfway Around the World one, and I'm sure Obscurecast is on there too somewhere. Um,. Also, as I said earlier on the show, check out the Dawn Forge Forums. That's the Dawnforge.com. There's forums there. And we do want to hear from you commentary, thoughts, criticisms, reviews of books. We have we have the audible section there now. So uh, let us know what you think. Indeed. It, maybe we'll maybe we'll make it a podcast in the very near future. And lastly, finally, check out our web host, dreamhost.com. They have great service, great great stats behind their their uh, service they have lots of really good features definitely check them out that's really really awesome that's dreamhost.com and if you use the code deathwing you'll get $50 off of any new hosting account and I assure you $50 off a hosting account with them is a lot of money off hosting out it's only like 10 bucks a month and you get enough to host several podcasts like I'm doing now so definitely check them out again dreamhost.com
3: five months for free that's pretty cool that's about the best thing deathwing is ever going to get you
1: Absolutely, other than crafting Achievement, <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Anyways, thank you again for everybody for tuning into this great World of Warcraft podcast. Um, and uh, before we do, do go, one more thing. I want to wish Randy Jordan of The Instance great luck in his career in the gaming industry. Uh, he yeah. has left The Instance podcast, but he's still doing other podcasts through Frog Pants. Uh, so definitely check out the Frog Pants website. I believe it's frogpants.com, but I may be wrong on that. Um, just search for it online. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, they, I'm kind
3: of sad that he's going, but I do wish him all the best. Well, they
1: have announced the uh, one of the replacement co-hosts is going to be Terpster. Uh, so hey, there you go. Definitely definitely uh, a really good choice for, for, uh, for a replacement co-host, and it's also uh, one of their guild members, Dills, who's been on the show a couple of times. Um, if you do if you do listen to that final episode, you will hear that, uh, we did, uh, we did donate a bit to, uh, to the show and, and they mentioned us in the opening of the show. So again, Aww. thank you again to, uh, uh, to Randy for bringing us a really informative, he's written the podcast since his like fourth episode. They said in the, in the, his final show. So, um, long time. That, yeah, that's a long time. So again, Randy, thank you for bringing us awesome podcasts and, uh, thank you to Scott for, uh, uh continuing the show uh and bringing on some some possibly even as awesome uh new hosts to uh to fill the big shoes of Randy Jordan. So uh again
3: And of course of course we wish Randy all the luck in the world with his new project what, what, whatever. Sure going to be very whatever exciting. wherever
1: he's going to work, whether it be Blizzard or another gaming company, uh yeah, definitely really really happy for him. Um and I do hope that uh that things go great for him, and uh, again, you can see you, hear, you still hear him on a lot of podcasts that aren't really into gaming. But uh, unfortunately, the the job had to come first, and and feeding his family and and stuff like that had to go first. So um,
3: it's okay; you'll still be able to hear his velvet tones on. Yeah, other I think podcasts. he's still on Film
1: Sack and other other Frog Pants products. Yep. So, um, but yep, there's a couple other. That's mm-hmm. that's about it. So uh, we will see you next time for another great all things Azeroth podcast again your world of Warcraft podcast um, and uh, yeah so take care happy hunting and we'll see you on the other side of the Lorgasm 2.0
3: of the bread vendor
2: <laughs> this has been a Dawnforge Forge production copyright 2011 find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com